Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are talking about Season 5, Episode 3, The Kid Stays Out of the Picture. Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of a spoiler, but yeah, like... Yeah, it sort of gives it away right in the title. Well, I mean, it's just a relic of not knowing what episode titles were because we didn't Google them or something. I guess that's true. Although, Friends did kind of, like, in interact with the episode titles because they always use them... The titles were the, the thing that you would say when you were trying to describe the episode. Like, right, oh, it's that, the that one was perfect, where... yeah. It's the one where this happens, yeah. yeah. Except in very many cases, the one where this happens is not actually the title of the yeah, episode. Yeah, they, they don't... It's kind of funny, like, especially in the middle. Yeah, they, like, weirdly pick, like, a random-ass other thing. Like, what's but... the name of the one where they play the game show? Um, it's not called that. It's the one with the embryos. Yes, like, that doesn't make sense. No, I, I disagree, because that's, like, the other big plotline. It's Phoebe getting prego. Yeah, but no one cares about that. I care about that. Over, you know what? That's not important. We're talking about Will and Grace. Will and Grace, not friends. <laughs> that's, the, that's the podcast we're doing. All right, let's do the episode description, and then we're going to jump right into discussing the episode. All right. So, in this episode, Grace is so entranced by her budding romantic relationship with a handsome doctor that she asks an impatient Will for an extra month to reconsider her commitment to conceiving their child through artificial insemination. All right, I want to back up a little bit because that description was all kinds of wrong. Uh, first off, the problem is that Grace doesn't mention Leo at all. Yes, I would argue that's the critical problem in this episode, is that Grace just doesn't commit to what she actually wants all mm. episode. At no point, in fact, does she commit. Yes. Um, but it's still a strong episode. Um, I would say it's probably the best one out of this, like, insemination plotline that we've had. Yeah, this one's pretty good. Like, I would say, like, this episode and then the beginning one where they're on the couch with the therapist are kind of, like, nice bookends. Where, like, that's a really strong episode with a bad conclusion. This is a strong episode also kind of with a bad conclusion. Yeah. So, basically, the entire episode, we, we sort of have Grace being wrapped up in this romance with Leo, who, again, is still terrible. And... Who she's straight up dating now. Yeah, she's straight up dating him secretly. Well, okay, it's it's a little confusing, though, because it sort of is implied that that date that we see them on at the beginning is maybe their first date. Right, but it also kind of seems like, like, later in the episode, she says that Leo's not her boyfriend, but, like, it kind of feels like but what me... you would say if you didn't want to admit someone was your boyfriend. Well, also, in that same episode, like, Leo calls Grace his girlfriend. Right. So, like, it seems that we've gone from zero to dating in the space of a couple of days. Well, it's probably been two weeks. I just mean, like, we don't know exactly when the date happens. But when she tells Karen about it, she says, I went out with him. Uh Uh-huh. As if, like, I finally went out with him one time. Right, okay. And then that kiss is super awkward. I think either way, we can tell already that Leo is very Grace-like in that he has already seen them having kids together after one to two to three days. Right. So they've gone out a few times. They've already made it official, I guess, sort of, kind of. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, but the problem is that um, Grace doesn't tell Will about this. Right. She knows that she wants to see where this is going. She knows that she doesn't want to get pregnant again right away. Mm-hmm. So she starts telling him that. But instead, Will, who's gotten a pep talk in a different direction from Jack, thinks that he's being too hard on her and is like, let's wait another month. Right. Yeah, so, like, I mean, they both kind of come to the same conclusion to wait a month to, but, like, Will doesn't know that Grace wants to wait a month to see where this relationship is going. Right. That never he, comes up. He sort of thinks that 
they're waiting a month because he's put the pressure on too hard. Right. And he super has. Like He super has. Like Jack is Jack makes a really good point when they're talking about how like Will has already asked Jack to be godfather. Right. Which is cute. But there she's not even pregnant. There's not even a baby, yeah. And he's also started to baby proof the house, which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense because that's not something you need to do until the baby starts crawling. Probably a good idea for Jack though. Well, he didn't have, have the, to show him how to open the liquor. Yeah, cabinet. see that kinda you would think that they'd want to keep the baby proofing on for Jack. Right. But it's like you can just tell that Will has sort of done this thing that we've seen Will do a couple of times mm-hmm. where as soon as he's committed to an idea, he's way too all in. Right. And he's just, he's blown past anything that is reasonable to be doing at this stage. Well, and this episode also features Grace kind of featuring the same level of patterns. Like, she's thrown herself into something that she's not very sure of, mm-hmm. but she refuses to explain why she's unsure to yes. the other person. You know what I mean? Yes, and that she's doing that to both Leo and Will. She's not explaining... I would agree. She's not explaining to Leo why she's not sure about the relationship because she's got this whole baby drama happening with Will. But she hasn't explained to Will that Leo is even a factor. Yes. And I think that it's a problem on all fronts. They're Mm -hmm. both just diving into things without thinking about them and then refusing to explain their reasoning. And it's a thing. Well, and they're, like, the perfect setup for what they're doing is the uh, the Gift of the Magi thing that happens. Oh, my God, yes. Which I love. They basically Gift of the Magi each other. But, like, in, like, the worst way. Yes. Like, at least in the Gift of the Magi, like, they get things that, like, they did technically want. Yes. But they have given up for the purpose of giving the other gift. Now, I will say that the Gift of the Magi is a flawed story because her hair can grow back, and then she'll have a nice comb, whereas his family heirloom watch is now lost to them forever. I do also want to back up to see, like, because they don't tell you in the Gift of the Magi how short she cuts her hair. Like, unless it's a buzz cut, she could probably still use a comb. Like. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just. It's clearly a situation where, like, like unless the moral goes, that we're supposed to get out of the Gift of the Magi is, like, oh, love is beautiful. And but it's better than material objects. The moral that I'm getting from the Gift of the Magi is that men are dramatic and women are practical. Yes. But, yeah, unless she went full Fontaine in 2012's Les Mis, like, she could still use the comb. Right. And even if she did go full Fontaine, she could use the comb in a couple of weeks. Like, right, it'll right, be fine. Right. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is that Will and Grace <laughs> get each other gifts to soften some blows, kind yes. of. Yes. Which is exactly their problem, is that they're focusing on, like, the wrong right. thing, and they're trying to, like, make the other person feel better when they tell them the truth, instead of telling them the whole truth and actually, like, not having a fight. Right, yeah. So Will gets her a foot massager from Sharper Image, um, sort of to apologize-ish mm-hmm. for being so gung-ho crazy lady about right. this baby stuff, and... Grace gets him a personal cooling system, which I gotta tell you, I would really love right now as we're recording, because <laughs> it is hot as balls in our apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both hate the gift, and obviously want to return it. Right, but so Grace gets it to sort of soften the blow of her asking for a month, because she talked to Karen, and Karen actually gives her some sound advice, which is very strange, because normally, <laughs> whenever Karen gives advice, you should run run far from the advice. Right. But Karen's advice is to tell him about Leo and explain that she needs another month to figure out where it's going. Mm-hmm. Grace, of course, takes that to mean leave the Leo part out, ask for the month. Right. Um, which is where the problems arise. Yes. Well, and I think part of the problem is that I don't actually think that Will would have freaked out the same way if she'd said, I want to start seeing this guy. I think he would have freaked out for sure, but not mm-hmm. nearly to the level he freaks out later on when he finds out she's been actively lying to him. Yeah, I think the lie is a big part of it. I do think he would have freaked out and they would have gotten into a fight. I yes. don't think he would have taken it on the chin. No. But I feel like the freak out may have been a little less nuclear option mm-hmm. if Grace had just explained, like, I'm kind of seeing this guy. Right. I think that Will would have been hurt about her breaking their pact that he kind of forced her into. Right. But I don't think it would have been as big of a deal. Mm-hmm. 
versus what we saw, which was a huge deal. I will say one of the really frustrating things about this episode is just not feeling like Leo is a good reason to break this pact. Yes. And In I and think, of himself. Right. I think we talked about this a lot last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the real problem is not whether or not Grace wants to date Leo, but whether or not Grace wants to have a baby with Will, and she just mm-hmm. is avoiding that question at entirely right right instead of trying to figure out for herself if she wants a baby she's using it as do i want a baby or do i want to be with this guy right well and there's a lot of recontextualizing of the question that goes on in this episode Mm -hmm. i mean like grace is recontextualizing the decision to have a baby with will in terms of should i go out with this one guy or have a baby right you know versus should i have a baby and then will does it kind of the reverse way where he's like you have to have a baby with me now or i never want to have a baby with you Right. Which is equally ridiculous. Yeah, so kind of like we're jumping forward a little bit. So Will and Grace get into a big fight. Right. And the big fight happens because Will and Jack go to return the personal cooling system. And then they find Leo returning the foot massager. Yes, and so Will, being petty and dramatic, comes home. He's like, oh, my feet really hurt. Like, oh my I, god, I forgot what this part of the episode was. <laughs> my feet really hurt. Um, Yeah, can I use that foot massager? And Grace is like, I'll, I'll rub your feet, which is just the weirdest thing. That's what I would do, though, in that situation. It's exactly what you and, would it, do. I'd be like, oh my god, I'll rub your feet. And he's like, no, no, I really want to try it. I want to try it out. Well, and I think part of the reason that this works so well is because we have so well established Jack and Karen this episode yes. as being a part of the A-plot that while they're having this conversation... Jack and Karen are explaining it to yes, each other. Yes, yes, and that's what's really funny is that, like, it, it adds a new level to the joke because it's already funny when we as the audience know what's really going right. on. But we now know that Jack and Karen have known the entire time what's going right, on, Right, right. So, like, Karen explains... And it's, like, funnily written, too. It's like Karen is, like... She, like, leans over and she's just, like... Oh, she doesn't have the foot massager because she gave it to Leo. And then... Right. Uh, and then he's, like, he's sending her up because he knows that she gave it to Leo. Right, Like, yep. it's, they're, they're perfectly <laughs> matched pieces of delivery just, in the dialogue. Yeah, they're just, like... Um, they're just like a little bit meta where they're uh-huh. they're explaining to us to, to to themselves and to the audience what is happening. Yes. Just in case anyone missed it. And I, I think that's actually one area where Jack and Karen are especially strong is when they are a little bit more meta and a little bit outside of the narrative. Right. Because I feel like my favorite Jack and Karen episodes are those where they're a little bit more intentionally comedic. Yes. Like they're clearly just here to be funny. Yes, yes. They're, they feel like a Greek chorus role. Yes, they do. They do. Um, so while they're Greek chorusing, Will and Grace start this kind of fight where Grace has to awkwardly admit that, yes, she gave the foot massager back to be returned. Yes, and then Will was Leo. like, yes, I know. Well, how do you know? Well, I was returning your stupid personal cooling <laughs> system, which I thought was just rude because as someone who's always hot, I would really appreciate one of those. Yeah, but he was getting the nose hair trimmer, which was objectively more important. I guess that's true. Anyways, um, so they get into this big fight. Mm-hmm. And the big fight is that Will is very upset that Grace has been seeing this guy. And he Kind of rightfully so. Know about it. And I think that's fair. When you're on the precipice of entering into a really big personal like choice mm-hmm. together, it makes sense that you should probably have open and honest communication. Right. Like, if you're going to co-parent, you should probably tell your other co-parent whether or not you're seeing someone. Also, Will is basically a straight guy, so Grace is cheating on him. Kind of, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, so Will is upset that Grace is cheating on him, and right. Grace is upset that Will is putting all this pressure on her, mm-hmm. which is legit, that's yeah. fair. But, I mean, the whole thing kind of implodes. Right. I think our our big takeaway that we were talking about off mic is that this fight feels very earned and very real and very much over the right 
things. Yes. But it's just, it's taken to an unreasonable level because these characters are so angry. Right, exactly. They're they're fighting about the right stuff that they need to Mm -hmm. talk about, but they're doing it wrong. Right. They're not doing it in a way that is good for each other. Like, it's a fight. It's not a conversation, first off. Which, I mean, like, that's fair. We're humans. We all We've been there. We've been there. But, like... The, the way the fight plays out is that it's not just a regular fight. It is a go-for-broke cage match. Right. Well, and it, it in the way that, like, you and I have fought in this way before where mm. you get upset about something really big, but then you start bringing in other really big things that have never been fully resolved into the right. fight. Yeah. And that's very quickly, actually, which I kind of am impressed with. There's mm-hmm. actually a lot of the episode before this fight, and the fight itself is very short. But it, it kind of, it feels like the biggest part of the episode. It does. And I, I like that. I, I love the way, Will and Grace has such a hard time portraying reality sometimes, mm-hmm. but I really love how well it handles this fight, where it's a very big fight, it's a very serious fight, but it's over almost immediately. Right. It, it The fight itself is less than five minutes long. Yeah. I mean, they're so angry that they, they say what they need to say about the actual fight, but then they expand it so fast mm-hmm. that... It's basically like a, a nuclear holocaust situation, right. and they blow up the whole thing. Yeah, there's a mushroom cloud. So uh, Will kind of like goes for broke and kind of accuses Grace of saying, like, here's what's going to happen. You're going to date this guy, and in three weeks you're going to hate him because of something super trivial mm-hmm. and stupid, and then you're going to end up having the baby with me anyways. Right. So, like, why don't we just skip that part and have the baby now? Right. Which, Which is exactly, like, it's not wrong in a certain sense. Right. But it's said very meanly. Yeah. And it, also... It's, it's a cruel delivery. It's a cruel delivery, and it's also kind of... um. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Um, like, it's it's very controlling in that very will way. Like, right. Like, he knows what's going to happen, so why don't you just do what I want exactly. instead of what you he, want? He's sort of, like, charted out what he thinks are the only possible results of this yeah. to like get it, his way. It's an accusation that is clearly a, a problem they have in the relationship, but he's not seeing the actual problem. Right. And Grace's point is that she's very angry because she thinks that Will think only is... She thinks that Will is happiest when she is at her most miserable. Right. And so, he, she, in her mind, she wants, she thinks that he wants her to break up with Leo so that she will be more miserable and he and can stay be, with him. Yes. And, and he can be happier about the baby. Then. And just like Will's point, like there is a kernel of truth to that. Like there right. clearly are some codependent levels of the relationship. Mm-hmm. When they are miserable, they find happiness in each other. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Will wants her to be miserable. Right. You but know? I mean, like, she does kind of point out that, like, Will wants her to be miserable because when she's miserable, he doesn't have to think about how he's miserable. Right. And, like, that's a, that that's kind of the kernel and truth in there. It mm-hmm. makes sense. But, yeah, it just, it expands out so fast. Yeah. And the immediate ending is, of course, that Will tells Grace that she needs to move out. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, because it, it gets to an ultimatum point because will is like either you have the baby with me now or we're not doing it mm-hmm. and she's like okay then i'm not doing it which is fair i think that mm-hmm. giving an ultimatum for like a big personal decision is yeah. never a cool idea right and trying to for and i mean like i just want to like spitball what we think would happen if okay so say she says yes and she breaks up with leo and right. she tries what if the insemination didn't work that time well like, and if, even if it does work then they've got this baby that like now is born out of this huge fight that they had. You know what right. I mean? Like, That's not how you want to bring a baby into the world. No. So, yeah, it's just, obviously, that was never going to work. And I think mm-hmm. Will knows that. Yes. But he's just so angry. Well, and I think the problem is that Will wants to have a baby, but doesn't want to have it without Grace right now. Because he doesn't want to have a baby without a partner either. Yes. And so, like, Grace is kind of, like, the second best option. Right. So, for him, I, I can empathize with that level of emotion that he has because... He is thinking of this as, I might never find someone 
Grace is the next best thing. If Grace says no, I might never have a kid. And for right. him, that's very troubling. But, like, instead of telling Grace that, right. like, he just takes it out on her, basically. Uh, right, exactly. Like, I think the thing is, like, if they had this conversation, I really think Grace would just say, you should just have a baby. Like, I'll be right. there in your life, but, I, like, right. I can't commit to this. Absolutely. That's how normal people would handle the situation. Right. Like, if this had been, like, a, a level-headed, reasonable conversation, I think probably what would have happened was we kind of would have seen a little bit, like, a, a more recent Grey's Anatomy, uh, Anatomy plotline, mm-hmm. where, like, we see Owen be like, I want to have a baby with you, Teddy, and Teddy's like, that's fucking bonkers. And so then he <laughs> comes... Yeah, he comes back and he's like, and, like, he's talking to his now ex-wife Amelia, and she's like, well, if you want a baby, just, like... Go get one. Go like, have a fucking baby. You're and a so grown-up. <laughs> he ends up fostering a child, and, like... I mean, granted, this is 2002, but, like, there are many ways that Will could have decided to have a child without having Grace involved. Mm-hmm. He could have gone out and hired a surrogate. He's clearly a well-off lawyer. Frankly, they could have gotten a great plot point out of Grace being the one to apply for the adoption and right. then, like, trying to, like, transfer the kid over to Will. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, there there are other ways that they could have decided to do this. Well, and and then Will could be happy and have a baby. And but... to jump ahead to the revival a little bit, I know that we've talked at length about how the revival gets rid of their kids, whatever, but, like... As the revival's gone on, I think it has really justified Grace not having kids. Yes. But the more, the deeper we're getting into season five, I think I am now unjustified about the idea of Will not having kids. I feel like, yeah, because Will is sort of, in the revival, having a lot of the same woes and worries that we're seeing him have in season five. He doesn't have a partner. He doesn't have any children. Yeah. And so it's, it's sort of weird to think that like 20 years have sort of passed almost. And he still hasn't found some way to get that. I honestly, now that I'm watching this season, I I know that they have specifically said they didn't want to have a TV show about them being parents. But I would honestly be very surprised if they didn't end the revival with Will somehow having a kid. It does. It seems unlikely it feels to wrong. me that Will would not eventually end up as a father. Like that's like a, that is like a driving force that we've seen of his for a long time. Because on the if show. nothing else, the revival opens with Will feeling very unfulfilled as a lawyer, whereas Grace has really found her stride as an interior designer. Like, she's no longer a bad interior designer 11 years later. Right. Whereas Will has only gotten more adrift and is changing his whole worldview. Like, I I just don't see it. What I... I can see them doing it a couple different ways. I can see him dating someone who has a kid. Right. That would be kind of cool because then the show kind of gets to have it both ways. Mm -hmm. Where he doesn't technically have the kid, but he does have to have a kid. He does get to have a kid in his life. Right, right. I just... Will's attachment to having a kid is very real. Mm-hmm. And I think it's driving a lot of his anger in this episode. Right. Whereas I think Grace wants to help her friend have a kid and right. does want to be a mother at this point. Yes, but she's very ambivalent about the hows and the whys right. and the who she does it with. And she's just, she's uncertain. And when you're uncertain, you mm-hmm. should not have a kid. Right. And I think she knows that, but she yes. doesn't know how to communicate that in a way that Will can understand. Because Will is certain. And I think does she doesn't want to have a kid without a partner who she can trust. Right. And she doesn't feel like she can trust Will. And as we see in the revival, I don't think there was ever a point where she felt she could trust Leo right. in our new revised canon. Right, in our new revised canon, which kind of takes out... Honestly, it only takes out a couple of episodes at the end of season eight, but whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a very earned fight, but the mm-hmm. way it happens is so realistically vicious, and yes. it's so sad to just sort of see like what could have been a really great thing, or at least a very honest relationship-defining thing has instead become this big fucking fight. Right. And it's ugly and Well, and obviously they'll come back from this fight. I mean, we even get, We know they're going to come back from this fight. We have three more seasons of Classic Will and Grace to get through. Right. Well, and there's even, like, a to-be-continued after this episode, which, to me, says that it's going to be resolved in the next 15 minutes, basically. Or at least that's the impression that I'm getting. But, yeah, so we just... 
we see this fight happen and the episode ends and it's it's all very unresolved. And yes. That's probably some of the most realistic work we've seen Will and Grace do with Will and Grace's like relationship. Well, and it's actually very fitting that we like this episode so much because this is actually one of the episodes that Will and Grace won one of its Emmys for. Yeah, didn't uh didn't Deborah Messing win an Emmy yes. for this one? And wasn't uh wasn't Eric McCormick Eric... Was nominated. Yes. Yeah. So like yeah, it, it makes sense that this is like an award-winning episode because mm-hmm. this is a fucking good episode. Yeah, well, it's a it's a great character piece for Deborah Messing, who yeah. has clearly earned the award because like this is one of the most nuanced portraits of Grace we've gotten in a long time. Right, it really shows off her confusion, her mm-hmm. her joy at finding someone who she does click with very well, yes. but her sorrow at like realizing that like to choose that might tank this relationship yes. with Will, which has been a 20-year relationship in the making that we've seen. And as frustrating as the ultimatum is from a character perspective, I think from a narrative perspective, it's actually helpful because it helps put Grace's... It puts Grace's predicament where it should have been all along, which right. is, I'm not sure if I should have a baby with you right now. Right, and then when Will puts the pressure on and says it's now or never, she's like, then I have to say never. Right. Because I, I can't say it's now. Right. And, and I think that finally, like... Grace has been portrayed as being kind of ridiculous the whole time because she's choosing this relationship when she's already made a commitment to Will. Right. But not telling him. Like, it, it puts it in the proper context where she is making the right decision. Yeah, and I mean, it's also, from a narrative perspective, kind of helpful because now the baby thing's off the table. Yes. Like, there's no way they can come back from this. Yes. They're never having a kid together. You, like, obviously they will reconcile, but I don't think that there's any chance of that ultimatum changing mm-hmm. again, you know? Right, exactly. And I mean, we're going to see some time with them sort of mourning the fact that that... I think that for both of them, that's always been sort of a backup plan in their head mm-hmm. is that if we don't find someone by a certain age, at least I have this person. Right. And so it is It's. It is kind of sad to see them let this go, but it, yeah. it ultimately is the best decision for them because, guys, Will and Grace together would be just fucking terrible They'd co-parents. They'd be such bad parents. And, like, I think that's... They'd be almost as bad as us. Yeah, and I think that's the <laughs> thing is, as watching this as us, like, the two of us know this about ourselves. And right. we've kind of had... We've sort of hashed this out before it ever reached a point of getting into a fight because we just sort of know this about ourselves, that we would have very different parenting styles. Right. And also just, frankly, our genetics together would probably not be good. Oh. Our kid would be so cute, but it would also be so depressed and have scoliosis. <laughs> and then that would just, it would be a cute, lopsided, depressed baby. And, like, that's sad. That's sad. you got to get a special, like, carrier because it's crooked. Yeah. you have to get all the crying all the time. The suits will have to be altered different because obviously our baby would wear suits. <laughs> Those cute little baby suits. Obviously. Well, it's going to a lot of formal events. I mean, well, come course. on. It's our baby. It's our baby. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's sad to see them kind of reach this point. But like, it's it's also a bit of a relief mm-hmm. to know that they've probably kind of put this to rest for a while. Yes. Because it's just not a good place for them to be at for their friendship. Yeah. And friendship is magic. Friendship is magic. Speaking of magic friendships, can we talk about Karen and, and, and Grace? This episode. We can talk about Karen and Grace. We can talk about Jack and Will. I mean, oh friendship, God. considering how badly Will and Grace have interactions this week, the friendships between Will and Jack and Grace and Karen could not be stronger. They're amazing. So we kind of, um, right at the beginning, we see uh, Jack and Will. They're they're putting, they're sanding down a cradle that was It's Will, adorable. And they're making a lot of jokes about how they're being carpenters, and then they're the carpenters, and they right. do a little dance, and it's adorable. Um, it's just cute to see Jack being a, a normal human with an average intelligence. Yeah, and so he, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unusual, but it's nice. And yeah. so we see him kind of being very supportive for Will, and, you know, um, and we see Will kind of, like, 
be a little vulnerable and mm-hmm. he asked Jack like will, will you be the godfather of the baby because like we want to make sure and he's like uh, that it's surrounded by like love and, Aww, like, it's yeah. not just be the godfather but the fairy godfather which is <laughs> adorable and it, it, it's a nice moment mm-hmm. it's way too fucking early but it's right. a nice moment and then we even have kind of like Jack being very will with sorry Jack being very real with Will about you know I think you're kind of pushing Grace a little bit like yeah. maybe which is very unusual for Jack Jack is not typically, I think Jack may have actually been possessed in this episode but by like an like, emotionally mature ghost yes like <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it's 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 or I mean alternately it's that bad if Jack is the one being like hey I mean, Jack has a kid, you know. Yeah, that's the thing is we do have to take into account Jack does have a child. He in, has learned one thing at least. He's learned some stuff. And yeah, he's seen, he kind of encourages Will to like, you know, maybe like just take this a little bit slower. Like mm-hmm. maybe maybe she's not quite ready yet yeah. and you need to take a breather. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be okay. And it's nice. It's nice to see them be like real friends. Yeah. Well, and then Karen gets possessed by an emotionally mature, even more bisexual ghost. Yes. This week. So, um... <laughs> First, we have this kind of very funny Karen bit where she's talking about, like, Grace telling her all these wild stories about, you know, a city under the city where you can right. take trains. And yes. so because, you know, Karen thinks the subway is fake. Hashtag it's... fake news. Like, <laughs> um, but then so Grace is sort of like e- expressing some of her anxiety about how, like, she had this date with Leo and it was a really good date mm-hmm. and she wasn't expecting it to be good. And this kind of really made her question getting inseminated by Will like that week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Karen is like, well, how good was it? And she's like, well, you know, he, he kissed me and, mm-hmm. and it was good. She's like, well, show me. And so then first, you know, Grace is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then Karen's <laughs> like, show me. And then because Karen is very bisexual, I think her bisexuality powers just sort of overcame mm-hmm. Grace. And so then Grace kisses Karen to demonstrate. And then Karen pulls away. She's like, oh, yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just like, uh, first of all, it's amazing. Yes. And secondly of all, it's a perfect example of how Jack and Karen can be used to support a plot instead of have to have their own plot. Right, because sometimes when they have their own plot, it's just a plot for the sake of giving them a plot, mm-hmm. and it is nonsensical as fuck. Right, and it but here they really, sense. they support the main plot because A, they give good advice, yeah. which is insane, but like there's no one else to give it, mm-hmm. and B, like they they add more humor to this already very serious plot line. Right, yeah, they in, they're, they're, they're the levity, and it's, yep. it's important to have that because this is in fact a comedy, mm-hmm. crazy thing, but yeah, they're... They're there to like make out with inappropriate people and yep. you know give it give meaningful advice that is ignored and yep. then relate the whole thing back to each other when they finally do come together. Yes. And then make out with each other because now Karen has to describe to Jack right. how good of a kisser Leo is and then Jack's like, Yep, she's screwed. Like and it's <laughs> it's very funny and it's it's nice to see them get utilized in a way that is more support, more of a supporting role, mm-hmm. but it works better. Yes, I agree. I think a lot of the times when they're given their own plot lines, the writers don't really know what to do with them. Right. Well, and they give them a bad plot line rather than try to integrate them into the main plot. Yeah, and I, 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 just I don't like, like that. I like to see the core four be the core four. Mm-hmm. And that happens a very rare amount on this show, which yeah. is kind of surprising. But anyway. Yeah. All right, I think that's all we have for you this week. Oh, wait, no, we have one last thing. Um, so the show did the thing, which was my favorite thing, when uh, Grace and Karen were, uh, were talking after they made out. Uh, we have a very pivotal moment for us at Not a Couple <laughs> because Grace Adler says the words, Karen, we're not a couple. <laughs> and I was just like, they did the thing! And so, yeah, they okay. said the words. Okay, that's the last we're thing. We're famous. Will and Grace mentioned us. We're famous. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> they... 
they said the thing that's the name of the podcast when we made the podcast. It's just very exciting for me. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that was beautiful. You're welcome. Thank you. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find us on social media if they so, want to know more about us? So speaking of things that are not a couple, um, that's <laughs> our Twitter handle. We are at not a couple show. Um, we also have an email address. It's not a couple podcast at gmail.com where you can send us personalized notes if you'd like. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, um, on Tumblr, and our episodes are posted on iTunes and Podbean. All right. Thank you so much for listening to us this week. Uh, we'll be back next week to find out the aftermath of Will and Grace's latest epicest fight to be continued thanks for listening i'm matthew i'm Cass, and this has been not a couple Bye-bye. this episode of not a couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat hi liza this episode of not a couple was brought to you by emotionally mature ghosts if you're gonna get possessed make sure it's by an emotionally mature ghost